to Surviving Hollywood. I'm Johnny Ray Diaz. I'm Aaron Arnold. I'm Austin Arnold. And today we got somebody that's worked on dozens of feature films. A very special guest. We've been trying to get this guy for weeks and weeks. It's been a while. He he has said he is our number one fan of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Michael Testa. There you go. Casting director Michael Testa. How you doing? Good. Good to see you guys. Yeah. Thank you for finally, you know, being able to work all this out. I know. Well, we tried and we got here. I'm so glad that you're here. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of wanted to, uh, you know, name off a couple things that you've done just for the audience as well. Uh Oh, I'm very curious what you're going to name off. Well, I mean, I want to hear what you have to say, because I I mean, I know some shows that you've obviously casted. I I had the the fortunate blessing of working on Stitchers, which you casted that show three seasons, right? Three seasons. Great show. And you still don't remember me. Totally fine. (laughs) I know. I do remember. I'm kidding. I remember what you did in the show. All right. He I'll, killed it, I'll ladies t- and <laughs> <laughs> Probably because I died. No, I'm just kidding. Um, nice no, so lady, Stitchers, Cold Case. Um, you did a couple of... Uh, the original Roswell. Okay. There was another one, The Ringer. Was that another one? Ringer for yeah. CW. Okay, a, cool. A Deadly Adoption. A Deadly Adoption. Let me throw a few words no. at you, Michael. Uh-oh. Love. Sex. The Space Between Us, buddy boy. Those are all three films Don't that you cast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you separated love and sex. Yeah. It should be one right. complete thought. Yeah, that's right. That's how he gets go. you. That's of course. You got me. Just testing you, putting you on edge. <laughs> three of my favorite movies. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Okay. So exactly. of, of everything you've done so far, I mean, like, are you do you prefer doing the TV stuff or the, the movie? I get asked that question a lot. I like both, actually, for different reasons. Film is a lot more creative. You can sort of take a little bit more time, although nowadays everything's really quicker. But you can take a little more time, kind of get into the minds of the creators, of the director. It's kind of, it is for me, casting wise, much more creative. Episodic TV, I like because it's quick. You only have eight days or seven days or sometimes six days to get your cast together, get it going. So you know it's always kind of moving. And I enjoy that kind of pace. Nice. Nice. So um, can you kind of tell us a little bit more so we, before we get too far ahead, um, you know, where you're from? How did you get into this whole world anyway? What do you I love agree. about casting? Yeah. Well, that's a whole, way too many questions. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I'm from New Jersey, uh, and I grew up, uh, ever watched The Sopranos? That's kind of like yeah. the area I grew up in. Nice. Okay, cool. Uh, and I went to Northwestern University, graduated. No, I wanted to be in the entertainment industry in some capacity. Uh, what did you study there? Radio, television, and film. Okay, nice. Um, Howard Stern, your idol? I love Howard Stern. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I grew up listening to him. There's one, mm. there's one quick story. so funny how the power of this medium and the power of Howard Stern. I was driving into the city working on a film as a PA. I had to go get something to New York City, and I was stuck in traffic in Lincoln Tunnel. And Howard Stern was on. He was making fun of somebody, and, and it was really funny. And literally every other car that I saw were all laughing at the same time. They were, I mean, every car was laughing at the same time. They were all listening to Howard Stern. Mm. It was, was really bizarre. Was yeah. this the Artie Lang years? No. No. Um, a long, long time ago. Old, thank you. I'm, I'm older <laughs> than that. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is when he first started. When he first started in New York. 20 yeah. million viewers at one huge. time. I mean, more, more people that were listening were actually hating on him, which was what boosted the audience. Yeah, some people loved him. Some people hated him. No, I don't think you can listen to that and hate him and still listen to it. I think they secretly loved him. Yeah, of course. They, probably, they, they just didn't want to say it. They just want to say it. Right. Um, and then I, you know, decided to drive out here and 
with no job and just sort of try to make my mark in the entertainment industry. Just so, fuck on. it. I'll just, yeah, I'll just drive. Basically. Nice. To drive until I hit water. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I can't go anymore. You're hey, like, I don't want to go any, into the East Coast at all. You didn't think about... He, he got to Salt Lake I, no, City and was I'm like, I'm one of those here. weird people that it kind of hates New York City. Oh, really? Yeah. I just don't... I don't get it. So and growing up in the East Coast, you just didn't really like it then? Or? No, I, I lived 20, 20, 25 minutes outside of the city. And yeah. There's always a... Can I curse on these? Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah Michael. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just did it. Uh, I was it. always a pain in the ass to get into. It was okay. always a problem. And back then it was much... You know, it was not a fun place to visit, so... Gotcha. So I hated it. So I decided... You know, why not California? Mm. Los Angeles specifically. So. Wow. Did you, have, did you have an idea in mind what you wanted to do nope. when you were in school? Not a, oh, in school. Because you obviously um, were doing radio and TV, so it's like, well, were you thinking about like being like a host, on-air personality? A host? Like, what no, were you no, doing? no, no, no. I have no illusions of trying to be on okay. camera and whatnot. But um, no, I just knew I wanted to be in the industry. I kind of was gearing towards writing a little bit more, just sort of creating stories and whatnot. Um, but... I just kind of came out here with an open mind to see whatever kind of fell into. So I had no illusions about what I was going to do. So what was the first job when you get out here? My first job was as a casting intern I, um, at Stephen Cannell Productions. I don't know guys if you remember him. was a big so. TV producer. Had like, at that time, nine shows on the air. Like Wise Guy, 21 Jump Street, mm. The 18, you know, all these great shows. Yeah. Uh, great 80s and 90s shows. Um, and I came out here in 89. Okay. Uh, and, you know, at that time, Variety used to have one ads in the back of the, of the magazine. Now it's all online. But um, I just saw an ad for a casting intern at Stephen Cannell. I studied Stephen Cannell in college. I was like, oh, I know that guy. And let me go. Let's I could see. get coffee. I can copy. Yeah. I mean, I was open <laughs> for anything. And it was for, and I had no idea what casting was about. Like, yeah. I mean, you kind of know what it's about, but not really what it entails. Right. So I just, I was like, F, you know, F it. Let me just go see what that's about. And I went, interviewed, and got the job. So once you got there, were, uh, did you like the job now that you figured out what it was? Or were you kind of well, like, well, I don't really know. It was a weird thing because it wasn't any, because I don't think I was hired because of my resume or anything like that. I was just, the woman who was interviewing me, I guess apparently the last intern that was a very traumatic experience, like the head of casting at that time, put this poor girl, I guess, through something and she ran out screaming from the wow. building or something like that. And I remember the very last question that she asked me before I left was, do you cry easily? <laughs> and I went, no, not really. What Why? do you want to hear? <laughs> and she said, well, the last intern here is a very traumatic experience. I don't want to, we really don't want to go through that again. And I made a joke. I remember kind of like, oh, before he makes me cry, I'll take that chair and bash it over his head. Oh. She's okay, you start Monday. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that was it. A different time. And uh, did you, once you got there, did you notice that it was kind of uh, an environment where somebody would cry? No, I actually got a re In fact, I'm still friends with, um, with uh, Simon now. He was the head of casting. And we got along great. He's got a very dry, kind of diabolical sense of humor, which mm. I kind of respond to. And I, la I just laughed all the time, and he found somebody who could laugh at his jokes, and yeah. not, not cry at his jokes. All right. You're not going to go to HR, right? No, I'm not. Back then, there's, <laughs> there's, there's no, no HR. HR. There's none of that stuff. <laughs> it's the the streets. We yeah. had so much trouble back then. If yeah. Anybody knew. Back when interns just knew to shut up and get the coffee. That well, then great. I was put on staff like two weeks, two weeks later. So wow. Wow. That was quick. Two, three weeks later. So they really liked you. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. 
It's fun. So then from so from there you start off as an intern. We've got the police running around. Yeah, um, it's a very safe neighborhood. Uh, I gotta oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> That's our cue, guys. Um, so you start off as an intern. Two oh. weeks later, you, you're promoted to what? An assistant. Assistant. I was filling in for an assistant, I guess, that had to leave, or maybe it wasn't like two weeks. Maybe it was like a month. Um, her husband she had to go, or she went on maternity leave or something. So it was on the TV show Hunter. Remember that TV show? I don't remember that one. Oh my god, guys, dude, make just... me. You know, you don't even know what's your favorite? Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're like, you know, it was about a Los Angeles cop, Fred Dreyer. If you remember, Fred Dreyer was an ex football player, became an actor. It was a very popular show on NBC. Okay, maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you've heard of it. NBC. <laughs> OJ was my favorite football star. Oh, ex football third actor. Yeah, uh, I, like, uh, good, good I like him post football too. Oh, okay. Well, it's just about you. Right. <laughs> uh, so anyway. then I just, I just filled in for her and sort of like you know. Jump into the deep end and learn casting, you know, without really knowing about it, just on the job. So you've never, you were never like an actor turned casting, like no, some people. Oh, no, no, no. I feel, I know, I can never be an actor. I don't know how you guys do it. Yeah. I mean, really, I have a lot of respect for that. It's a, that's a, that's a, that's a hard journey. Oh, and thanks, one, once you were on staff, like what's some of the stuff you picked up that you didn't necessarily learn in school um, that you, that you learned on the job? Well, they don't really teach you about casting in college where I went in Northwestern. So it was, right. just, it was just, it's a lot of, I think any job in the entertainment industry is just a lot of like silly work. It's, I mean, I was thought to be very thorough with my paperwork in terms of like, you know, clearing people and, and credits and everything. Mm -hmm. um, so my experience there was really great because it really, they kind of cr cracked the whip about all the sort of technical stuff, which can come back to sort of bite you in the ass later on if you don't have it all together. Um, they don't teach you about developing your own tastes and and specifically for casting in actors, but in other areas and your tastes about movies or scripts or all that stuff that sort of you have to develop yourself. And you develop that not only by what you see in your experience outside of the entertainment industry, but once you're in it by reading different scripts and sort of, you know, you guys are actors, how many scripts do you read? You develop your taste in stories and in films right. and TV shows by the auditions you get. Sure. And what you like and or what you don't you like. Or things you like to watch and right, things like exactly. that. Yeah. So did you was your family in the industry at all? No. So you're the first one that first one, first one in college, first Oh really? A lot wow. of firsts for me. You started what? from the bottom. Started from the bottom. Here. I was here. Yes. My what dad if, owned a construction company in New Jersey. Okay. okay don't cool. all get crazy. Trump probably did some business with him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Although I actually hired Donald Trump Years ago, oh, really. That's yeah. a story we we'll want to hear. In a movie that you cast? No, it was a, it was a really I can't say it was, a, it was a, a cable show or syndicated show called Nightman. <laughs> he, he played the Nightman. Yeah, no. <laughs> he played a billionaire. Oh, stretch. Ooh. Now he obviously doesn't come in and read an audition. No, I mean that's a funny story. If you want to hear the story now, which yeah. is very funny, where it was a character I guess for a billionaire. Um, he almost, you know, he had to try for that one a little bit. Try for that one to really work on it. And. The uh, the executive producer of the show, the creator of the show, was a very was named Glenn Larson, who created Battlestar Galactica, really great shows, and really really big producer. And his wife at that time was JC, and they knew him, you know, and and JC was great. And she's JC's great personality, and she's like, oh, what about Donald Trump for this? He hmm. always said, you know, we all, you know, I would love he, to be on one of your shows, right? You know, yeah. and I said, well, yeah, sure, I'll call him like right now. Literally, she called him on the phone at that at that time. Put him in speakerphone, and she got like right through, and she was like, "Hey, we got this role, and you know, it's it won't take that long when you do it." He says, "Sure, if you can do it in New York in my office, I'll do it next week." And she's like, "Okay," 
And that was it. Now, back then, Trump was very likable. He wasn't as polarizing. Right. He wasn't yeah. polarizing. Yeah. For the younger, a lot of people only know but Trump it was, as president. But it was one of the easiest deals you ever had to make because it was just literally like we thought of it like five sec- five minutes before right. and boom, it was done. That's a good yeah. get. So. I'd still cast Trump in any short or anything that I've produced. <laughs> sure. Well, I'd bring a lot of attention <laughs> to it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> get a lot of viewers. Yeah, but, a lot of viewers. So, yeah, so then that's... And did you see that episode air? I did. I, I mean, God. It, it aired, the show aired on like Saturdays at three o'clock. Okay. How'd he do? It was fine. Unbelievable yeah. ratings. Right. <laughs> it was fine. It was like, yeah, I mean, I don't remember specifically. It was, it was fine. I mean, I guess it was fine. It wasn't like, I didn't cringe. I don't remember cringing. Right. Or never, well, I go, was, oh my God, he's the best actor in the world. Yeah. Like, well, apparently. We got to hire him again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, nice, nice. So then you came over here. Were your parents like really supportive of you taking this huge endeavor? Oh, very. very yeah. My parents, uh, my mother's uh, still here, but they're both great, very supportive. Awesome. Wonderful. My dad kind of like, um, there was back in Stephen Cannell, there's an old TV show called The Commish they were doing the pilot for. I remember The Commission. My, commish. The yeah. Commish. And my dad was is very, you know, East Coast Italian guy, big mm. guy and all that stuff. And the casting director at that time um, was Lucy Cavallo, who's worked at CBS now. And she was like, oh my God, I want your dad to audition for the role. The Commission was exactly how I pictured him. Like, oh, and he was like flattered, but he decided not to. Oh, <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. That would have been really cool. Kind of fun. Yeah. Nice. It's interesting. Um, when when you are casting these things, um, how much input does the director that's that's working on that episode or that movie? How much input it's, does he have? It just depends. You know, it depends on the project. Depends on the director. Depends on you know. I mean, in film, the director has uh, um, usually usually much more input on episodic. You know, not really, although, you know, I did a TV show called Cold Case for four years, and on that show, our directors were extremely important. Mm. But on other episodics, you know, if I did 10 episodes and I met, actually in person, two or three of the directors, that was a lot. Right. Do you ever feel like sometimes you know more than a director? It's like, oh, the director wants this guy. I feel like I know more than anybody. So, so, no. Sometimes you just, you know, you're, and it's not really knowing more, it's just, you know, your ideas or your... Um, thoughts on our project are just different. Right. Um, I remember actually the very first film I actually got cast and director credit on was a movie called Dancer Texas Population 81. Really great, sweet film. And the director was uh, uh, a director named Tim McCanley, who's a great guy and a really good director and, and a great writer. Um, and it was just we, when I was, as I was cast and as the process was going, I realized that we kind of very different visions about the movie. I saw a very bittersweet angle to it, like last picture show. He kind of was a little, little bit more Disney-fied, if that's mm. a word. You wanted it to be good. And I, he had... No, no, not at all. We just had different ideas of, they're just oh, two right. different movies. Yeah, right? two different movies. So what do you right. do? You call Trump and then... Well, he's the director. <laughs> he, he wins out. He, yeah. Right. It's his, yeah, his vision, his kind right. of... Right. Gotcha. Yeah, there are plenty of times, too, as directors where, you, where I clash with about actors and who's... Right. more right for it or you feel a certain way about somebody they feel a certain way about somebody else right that's when i get really that's that's probably the only time i actually show any sort of anger so at that point you have to if you really like somebody you have to fight for them right is that how the director doesn't see it i see but at at the end of the day it becomes their call the director's call yes although there are ways to sort of really be a pain in the ass and okay make sure you get i get what i want and i imagine that changes versus like 
a TV network as opposed to like a film because the film might right well, you know I mean? well you know I mean casting now I mean back when I when I started it was there was there wasn't as big a, an approval process as there is now okay now you know anybody goes oh you gotta get approval from everybody you know um, which is probably get in trouble <laughs> for this but it's slightly annoying it's very, it's actually really annoying okay um, but um, so you had a little bit more um, creative control and creative say with a director or your producers. But in episodic now, it's like everybody's got to weigh in. So the network weighs in, executives. Studio weighs in, executives, studios. Directors, yeah, directors producers, yeah. writers? Do they really it, depends on the, it depends on, you know, if the showrunner wants the writers, writer, producer to, to weigh in or not. Right. And then obviously your input as well. Right, yeah. exactly. So it's, it is like getting a whole bunch of chefs in one kitchen trying to sort of figure out one recipe. Sounds horrible. <laughs> Sounds like what you don't it's, want. You know, casting's a lot of psychology. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot knowing when to, when to show people, show actors to people, when not to, kind of sometimes show them what they don't want or what doesn't work in relation to everything else. So there's a lot of psychology involved. Wow. Do you ever like bring in two options and one you know it's not what, exactly what they want, you know so what? they no, pick the other I, one? I, I le you learn the hard way that way because, because sometimes then the one that you don't want, they'll pick. Oh. <laughs> uh, Damn. So like especially if like back in the day when you, when you used to actually go to a network and test as opposed to on tape and all that, you know, you always always say don't bring in somebody as like a ringer. Don't bring anybody you mm -hmm. don't absolutely, you know, you can't live with for five years. You know, that's a kill. It's, they'll pick that one right away. And then you I'm can't hoping to be the ringer. Yeah, please somebody. Exactly. Um, cool. Because the the reason I asked that question is just because I was looking through your, your IMDb uh -oh. and you <laughs> cast quite extensive. There's yeah, a, it is a lot of stuff. You cast yeah a deadly adoption, which I, I saw. Did. I, did, I did. Aaron and I worked with Rachel, the director. Oh, she's the, great for that. She's awesome. She was great. So I was just wondering how did you work with her? Not on that. On on, on a commercial. On, on a commercial. Do you ever cast commercials or just film no, and TV? I just film TV. Okay. We we it was were a funny. couple of plays. Oh. <laughs> we'll uh, get into that. No, you won't. <laughs> um, but a deadly adoption. That movie has great comedic talent. Will actors. Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Kristen. Kristen Wiig. Wig, yes. Maybe you've and, heard of him. And and Rachel sort of does a ton of comedy. How do you how do you cast that? But when I but watched it, was a straight light. Well, that was movie. that's that was such an anomaly in terms of even casting and sort of how that come up. I had a, uh, my friend who was the executive producer. I cast some movies for. Had kind of told me that this was a possibility but you know you can't we can't you can't say anything of uh, getting will ferrell or it wasn't getting will ferrell there he's the one was he already yeah, attached oh you know he apparently he has a fascination with lifetime movies like that was oh. his dream like that was no wow. this was all his idea maybe okay. he's seen ours and rachel yeah, exactly. i guess worked at funny or die okay. and she had directed uh, an mow um for um my friend sharon executive producer and I cast a lot for Sharon otherwise. So she was like, he, I, I, apparently, and I, if the story's wrong, someone sue me, I don't know. Um, she's watching now. She's watching. No, I guess he had said to her, like, oh, you directed one of these. How do I go about making one of them? And she said, oh, well, I'll hook you up with the executive producer of this movie. And that's how that all kind of came about. And Sharon's got a really cool sense of humor. And this was right up her alley. And, um, and that's how it was born. But it was, you know, it was in it was gestating for a long time before we actually even started casting. Mm. So when you do start casting, there was no you're no just script. looking for oh no, no script. No script. We had to do a fake script. But which, you, and the problem was, you know, it was the fake script was really bad. 
And so people would pass, and I'd be like, "Don't pass! You don't want to pass!" <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah. I can't tell you why, but don't yeah. pass, you know. And but were you specifically looking for, "Hey, we're not going for a Will Ferrell comedy per se. We're going no, no, for no, no, no. It was time. it was completely played completely like a real, you know, right. time movie, completely straight. And that was the idea, you know. And I guess the idea that it's them, uh, it's Kristen and Will in it, is the wink of the nod, you know. Yeah. Kind of, I think, but definitely, you know, I guess the idea was, and he didn't, I, I apparently get this, I get this all secondhand. So, you know, if it's not exactly right, but you know, he didn't want any promotion. That's why it was so secretive because he kind of wanted people to come home Just like surprise. drunk on a Saturday night and like yeah. turn on TV and go like, what? <laughs> that's like, what I loved about it. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Exactly. But, um, um, but the cat got out of the bag like a couple of months before. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. But you know, he had signed the NDAs and yeah. everybody kind of freaked out when they found out the actors. They, when they got the roles and they freaked out. And we weren't going for any, all the supporting cast was not anybody, you know, we didn't want to overcast it. Mm, right. You know, let's get Melissa McCarthy to play the, yeah. the, the adoptive woman, the adoption agency woman. You know, it, just, it wasn't, we didn't want to do that. We wanted actors that would, you see in Lifetime movies a lot. To just be the same. Yeah, just be un, kind of unknown yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does that change the budget at all? Yeah, once really those people are attached? Or is it nope. so like no, we're gonna keep that lifetime nope. budget, guys. Okay. So, was, so I mean, I, I so we'll fuck out one twenty five a day. <laughs> no, it was, it was, <laughs> we were we were we were the big budget lifetime movie. We were the uh, SAG modified. Oh, oh, I like it. So I think the budget was like seven hundred thousand, maybe less than that. Nice, still good. Yeah, still good. So it was cool. fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like that movie. It was. It's it's odd. <laughs> I mean, it's odd in a really good way. It's just yeah. Odd. I kept waiting for the wink of the nod of Will Ferrell. <laughs> I didn't want it. Exactly. And, and that was, in a sense, the wink. So. Well, my best friend is an actor. He plays the sheriff in it. And I guess he has uh, he has a sort of wink and a nod moment that he was, didn't realize was the wink and a nod moment. And apparently that's like, that's like Will's favorite line in the entire movie. And, uh, nice. Oh, really? Yeah. What's the line? God, I can forget. I, mean, <laughs> I forget. Something about like, you know, you know the real identity of you know, whatever the woman's name is. It's a very kind of dramatic moment. Yeah. I, cool. I, I can see it. That sounds good. I like it. You got a question, right? You know what, Michael? I did have a question. Oh God! <laughs> I'm waiting to get a casting director in here. You only do um, you only do union stuff, right? Yes. Well, it makes sense. They call me Mister Non-Union. So uh, my question <laughs> Are is: Are you really still on union? No, I'm union. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I once cast twins. One was union. The other one wasn't. Ooh. Ooh. Taft Hartley, the other guy. Oh, it was pain in the ass. It was like, like <laughs> one being. Like, all right, here's my question, oh, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went in for this commercial the other day. Again, I don't do commercials, so I may not know this answer to this question, but go ahead. I'm not even going to say what the commercial was. That's how you don't even need to know for this story. I went in for this commercial, perfect for the role, Michael, casting white <laughs> in, guy. In, in, your, in your mind, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I was perfect for the role, Michael, casting upper 20s, white guy, curly brown hair. Slightly comedic, killed it. Oh, good question. And, so and what? The comment or never got a call back. What's up with that? <laughs> okay. How, how am I supposed to know, Michael? I need an answer. Maybe. <laughs> Be good. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. uh, that was my only question. Wow. I'm glad the truth yeah. comes out, man. Now I don't know how people cast commercials. Going for commercials. That's like a. Isn't that like a cattle call? That's. I mean. Sometimes. It feels that way sometimes for yeah. sure. Sometimes with twins, it's less of a cattle call. That's true. Yeah. So what was it like when you first branched off on your own? Yeah. Casting. 
Like, what was that process like? You were working for an office, and now you're like, no, hey, you know was, what? I'm oh, just going to cast well, my thing. I, I mean, the, I mean, it, well, when I mean, you say branch, there's a couple times where I branched off on my own. So, okay. Um, um, you know, you work your way up, and then uh, my last job as a casting associate, which is sort of like when you're kind of underneath somebody, the last, the highest way you can, the highest level you can achieve by being second fiddle, I guess, okay. was for the pilot for Everybody Loves Raymond. Mm. Um, Never heard of this. One show. of the best shows ever. With a Just. fantastic casting director named Lisa Miller, um, Lisa Miller Katz. And I just decided, like the day, well, the, uh, the airing of the pilot, the taping of the pilot, I got, I was passing by you know, one of those buzz saws where people like with the tree trimmings, and the, and as I was passing by, a piece of wood went through my open window and hit me in the eye, and yikes, cut, cut my uh, cornea. Cornea. Thank you. Um, so I couldn't go to the taping. So all I had to do is literally lie in bed with my eyes closed and not do anything. And I had a lot of times thinking, I'm like, and I said at that point, I'm like, you know what? Any other casting job I get is going to be as a cast director. I'm not taking mm. any more associate, whoops, associate jobs, nothing. And of course, like the next day I got offered three like killer associate jobs. One was like to work on the devil's advocates with Al Pacino. Ooh, oh yeah. And all this stuff. And I, I love like, that movie. And I was like, nope. And I can't <laughs> say, nope, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do mm. it. And then I just... A friend of mine, an agent, uh, a friend of mine called me up and said, I have a friend who wants to branch off and open up his own casting office. He casts MOWs. Um, he wants a partner. His name is Dan Shaner. And, you know, I think you guys would be perfect together. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I didn't even meet him. I never met him. Mm. And um, then I started a casting company with uh, another casting director named Dan Shaner. And then about seven years on, seven years ago, eight years ago, I branched off on my own. So if you never yeah. had that happen to you, you might still be doing associate work to this day. Of course. You have to take, and, and, and anything, even with a job, acting right? career, yeah. anything else, you have to sort of take that chance. You have to take that leap. And, you know, there's a lot in saying no sometimes. Yeah. You know, define what you don't want to do. Define what you don't want to, you know, don't want to be. I actually always wonder how, uh, how is it that you guys find work? Is it all word of mouth? Like it's like anything else. It's word of you know, mouth, or you know, it's do production people see something that I've cast and they, they okay. approach us. Okay. You know, you're like like an actor. You're as hot as your last job. You know, if you're you know if you have something that so you're casting a hot show, they're yeah, like, I got to get them. You to know, help they, cast and this. in our first year of casting together, you know, Dan and I did the uh, the first the original Roswell. Um, okay. We that was one of the hottest casting jobs to get that year, and, and we were. We had done just the bad cable show before that. So you can't say bad cable show. Just a cable show. No such thing. No such thing. Before that, and and that's about it. And a movie. Um, and we got this job that every casting director in town was sort of going after. Um, and so that was a big hit. And that kind of propelled us. And that same year, we had two films go to Sundance. So it was all kind of like... Which, you know, we're lucky, and I'm very lucky in my career that I never got pigeonholed into being like a TV casting director or a film casting director. I kind of Just did both. maintain both. And, yeah. I, and I very consciously do both, like try to do both yeah. you know, as I moved along. I, so. Do you look down on people who cast commercials? I don't. I sort of admire that. Like, I mean, I don't know how they do it so quick. You look, up, you look up to them. I look up to them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> what about if you're casting a student non-union short film? <laughs> I've done that before. You look down on them? <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> hey, I don't look down on anybody. We will do podcasts. <laughs> and yeah, on that note, we'll see and, you guys uh, next time. When those guys get here, let us know. Um, <laughs> but on the student front, we actually had some potential students, students of life, 
submit questions for a casting director. And okay. if you'll indulge us. Sure, go ahead. We have 12 questions. We told oh, them. Oh, my God. I'll pick three. I'll pick three. <laughs> yeah, go but, ahead. Uh, I don't it, care if answer. I'm, that's why I'm here. We have you for the full yeah. three hours? Yeah. Full three hours. Joe Rogan right, style. Good. All right, good. Uh, and if you want to submit a question, you have one out there, submit it to survivinghollywoodpodcast at gmail.com or any of our social medias. And please, if you're on iTunes listening, give us a good five-star review. That being said, one question that um, somebody asked is... Give them the best question first. Uh, I, I, I didn't label them. Let's, okay, let's he, get there. Here's one. I used to get brought in to a certain casting office all the time. Now I don't seem to get called in. I'm a better actor now. Any advice on how I can get another shot in the room? The desperation stinks on this guy. Didn't you ask Holy that? <laughs> Was that an Aaron question? Or? Yeah, this one's from Aaron. I wrote yeah. that. I don't know. You know, it's that's. I'm not that casting director, so I can't sort of figure out what's going to work for them. But I mean, I've had it happen before. Sometimes you just like you get tired of an actor. Like you see them all the time. It's like they're not booking. So let's. Put them to rest, for lack of a better <laughs> phrase, for a while. Wow. Until, he's, he's you know, dead to us. How does he no, get back in? He's dead to us. I, I never, you know, I'm not like that. You know, I have to understand there's some casting directors, if you go in once and you, you're not very good, you're not very good for seven, eight years. They just, it's hard for them right. to think beyond. I think I'm getting what you're saying. So to help answer this question, listen, we know you're better, buddy, but you're just not up to the par everybody else is. So I'd move on to a different I, And office. I wouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. you got to figure out ways. I would, I was expend your energy trying to get into other casting offices as a trust trying to get back into that one casting office. I think that's... So you're saying don't bother even trying he to He shouldn't DM you. No, I mean, listen, if they brought you in a lot, that means they like you. But uh, they it, liked but, you at some level. But suddenly right? they just stopped and they're like, well, we've had enough. Yeah, they could be. Or I don't yeah. know. You know, maybe he went in one day and, you know, I don't know, he didn't put deodorant on that day or something. You know, you know I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why they, they stopped seeing him. Great follow-up question to that. What is your one, like... No, no, oh, in an audition there's where you're lot, like, I'm never, I'm, I'm, I'm blackballing you, never coming back really again. Do that. I don't really do that okay. never again thing, you know, because it's, it's not fair, and you know, every experience is sort of different. And so we all have a chance. We all have a chance, um, <laughs> and I don't know a lot of casters that do. I mean, I think that's sort of a, a myth out there. But uh, Dan the, Bell, <laughs> okay, the don't do's. I mean, like, I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not a big prop person. Okay. Because my attention span is not very. I don't have a. You hate Carrot Top. I don't. Does he have a lot of. Oh, prop brings props on prop stage. Anyway, yeah. so, okay. sorry. So an actor would bring it. Reference it and get. An actor would bring in a prop to like a or like put a prop. I've on had tape. somebody bring in a real gun. I've had somebody bring in a, a, a complete. A real gun. A real gun. Not even a prop gun. Not even a prop gun. A my complete God. dinner with like chicken and iced tea and plates <laughs> and all that stuff. Hang on, guys. I need to warm this up real quick. That just sounds <laughs> annoying. Yeah. But they were green, obviously. Like you. No, could... no. One was one. No, they weren't. Oh. One was Will Ferrell, and you know, booking <laughs> it. <laughs> but no. Uh, so for me, props just take my attention right away from whatever, what anybody's. Do you let them continue with the audition, or do you kind of like, all right, guys, let's just well, hold the that real, out. the real, you want to see what the happens. real gun one. I was like, you got to stop because I just had experience in my personal life with the real gun, which was not very good. And I was just like, it kind of freaked me out. So I was just like, right. get out, <laughs> just leave. It's a Second Amendment right, actually. But the guy, this is a carry state. Um, <laughs> but the um, the dinner guy, um, I was fascinated by how far he was going to take it. And right. he took it all the way. It so it did pique your interest. 
You remembered it. Well, him. I don't remember what he was doing. Like, I don't remember him saying the words for the right, scenes. I just right. remember him taking out the chicken and the cheese. <laughs> You're like, and lunch is coming up. So. I was like, wow. And, the, you know, and I'm a cook, and I'm like, oh, that chicken looks disgusting. Like, how did, how did he cook that? Like, that was where my, my mind was going. So. Let, let me ask you a question, because um, sometimes we help each other record self-tapes. Oh, boy. And I once was helping Johnny <laughs> record a self-tape, and this guy's a booking machine. He actually ended, no, up, no, no, he no. ended up booking this without taking this one piece of advice that I threw out in the ether and suggested, because he was kind of going for the role of a, like a bad guy or of an evil guy. And his, um, he had access to this pet rat. And I was like, do it. And it would just sit on your shoulder. Or on don't your hand. reference it at all. You told him, you said, don't reference it at all and just have it on your yeah, shoulder. Yeah. I said, I said, I don't know if I, I said, do the audition, uh, put yourself on tape, except with the rat who just like stays with you. It's your, like, it'll look like more, Interesting, and he ended up not doing it, and I think he got it anyway. But was but that now? That I understand why you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a rat. <laughs> exactly. I didn't realize Michael was a comedian. All right, there we go. Exactly. Finally. So you, so you think that would have been a bad idea with the rat? Awful. Uh, <laughs> because right, because you focus more on the character, right? It's like you focus on the rat. The like, rat why is there a rat? Just extra. Right. Who could take away from the rat? I mean, the rat's going to be the star of the piece. Right. Yeah. So makes sense. You now makes yeah. playing second fiddle to a rat. Mm. All right, you were right, Johnny. Good thing you didn't do it. Next question: um, Do you, when you do cast, which is uh, every day, do you cast primarily from talent agencies that you trust? I always feel like my submission won't even be seen unless I get a bigger agent. How does the little guy make it in into the room? You know, I don't know. You know, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's, it's another question that gets all the time. It's like you know. First off, I'll say, especially nowadays, everybody give your agents and managers like, a break. It's tough. If it's tough for actors, it's you know quadruply tough for agents and managers. It's tough, tough because no, there's no pitch calls. I mean, I don't take a pitch call. I haven't taken a pitch call in you know, years. Unless it's attached to a $20 Venmo. Really? <laughs> okay. No, a pitch call is where just somebody organizes a meeting to pitch their client to you. They call up and say, hey, what about, you know, yeah. Johnny for this yeah. role? So you know? just don't take those calls. I don't calls. take them. Just why? Email me or like, you know, be, you know, but the way the technology is, you know, you can sort of just sit at home in a little box and cast. You don't right. Need to. Um, so it's tough. And, you know, I listen, I've done, I used to do, and since I started casting, I worked on in some capacity assistants, uh, associates, casting director, an hour show for like 20 straight years based here in LA. So I had good relationships with every sized agency and every size agency has its needs. Um, yes, sometimes you do kind of rely on the agents that you know that you've booked with before, but not exclusively. I mean, that, that, I think any good casting director wouldn't do that because you're, you know, there's, a, there's a, a lot of actors out here. Yeah, you know, and so you have to sort of get to know. That it's my job to get to know as many as possible. But um, when you are, you know, in your third season casting a cable show, whatever it is, do you primarily just go like you're going to start at the top agents, right? Because they have the best actors, and then if you need it, maybe for a co-star or whatever, you'll go to. The well, yeah, role. I mean, listen, you know, a bigger agency is not going to it's not going to have an actor who's going to do a co-star right. for the most part. Why? That's it's a whole different kind of level of playing field. How you get to that level uh, of playing, uh, you know, that's there's many journeys that people get up there. You know, some get up there right away. Some take some 20, 30 years to get up. You know, um, it, it, yeah. I mean, you just should, hey, I just you don't really go down. I hate, episodic's a different animal than like you know film. In a film, if you have two leads, 
you know, I think for the most part, your leads of your movies are coming from just a few agencies because those are the people who are more high profile. And any good producer who's a business person is going to want people who have high profile in their movie. It just right. generates more business. It's a bigger draw. It's a bigger draw. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's, And those come from bigger agencies because they have those actors and actresses. So what about if you're looking for, uh, I guess, what do, you, what do you, what does an actor need to do maybe is a better question to get into a room never been into? Like if you're like, I want to see a fresh face or whatever it is, like what... What do they need to do to kind the of pizza box? Again, I, I get that question asked a lot, and I, yeah. I always my my answer to that question is like I don't know because I'm never on that end right. trying to get in. Right, but so, when you're when you're looking I mean, at I submissions, from, I draw from people from all. I mean, it all depends on what I'm looking for right. with each role. I attack each role uh, kind of differently. Sometimes I focus on someone's voice or their physicality or their you know their looks or whatever. I don't right. you know or you know if I know. If I trust in somebody's acting ability to go do that, and I rely on those people, so it really is very subjective and very and varied from role to role, from project to project. Um, so I don't know, on the other end, how to get in front. People say, "How to get in your office?" I'm like, yeah. "I don't know. I think it's kind of easy." You know, just, I mean, from my perspective, in. it's always very easy because I'll sometimes I'll like I'll watch a TV show and go, "Oh, that person's interesting," and try and look them up and say, "Oh," and remember them, and so then I cast something else. I'll just you know call them in or you know, oh cool, have them come in. Or sometimes it's I always say this is a joke, but it's true. Like, you know, I, I'll remember you more if, you know, I see you at Whole Foods like three days in a row or something like that. I'm like, oh, okay, there's that guy. You what know? Whole Foods do you shop at? Yeah. The West Hollywood <laughs> the Fairfax one. <laughs> um, and, you know, social media is the tool for that, too. I mean, I, I don't subscribe to the social media. You need the number of followers, like all that's That's good. Bullshit, I think. Um, and any project that's sort of going by that standard is to me, sort of a project I don't want to be affiliated with because it's not what we're here to do. Um, but I think social media, Instagram, and um, is sort of like the postcards of years ago where I may be like scrolling through Instagram like, oh, what about Mandy June for that role? It reminds me that you're out there. Doing something. Doing something or just yeah. reminds me that you're there. That you're alive. You're yeah, alive. They have a heartbeat. But I won't go on social media to look for actors for the role. Sure. Unless they've taken a picture in front of a pink wall with wings. Oh, God, really? <laughs> Where is that wall? I'll delete that. Somewhere around here. There's a it's bunch on Melrose, I think, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. That's obnoxious. Should we go there after this? Yeah. Um, uh, no. Oh. Have you, uh, <laughs> that big fat no. Go have ahead. you ever uh, discovered somebody like the, you know, young, fresh actors come to Hollywood, like, oh, I'm going to be discovered in a Starbucks or something. Ever just looked at somebody and be like, hey, can you come in tomorrow and read? I've actually done that a little bit in terms of not like, I mean, there was, <laughs> this lady was freaked out by me. Um, <laughs> I was some lady, some uh, woman in an elevator once. I was like, she had the exact same look of the character looking for her. And we're in the same building that we're casting out of. Like, oh, we want to, you know, come in. Um, and there was a movie that I was doing that never got made. And it was sort of like a cross between. Uh, it was like Lord of the Flies set amongst homeless teens here in L.A. And hmm. All right. Um, Interesting. And there was a character that was a transgender uh, homeless kid, you know, who was going through the change and had started taking some of the drugs and was also a male prostitute. It was like it was a whole wow. myriad of stuff. Complicated. You know, and back in the day when, when Santa Monica Boulevard was not as safe as it sort of is now, I guess I actually went on the streets and passed out my card. Wow. To like, 
homeless kids wow. to find, wow, to find because that's you know you're not going to find that with the Beverly <clears throat> Hills kid with the mother driving to the audition in the Mercedes. They're not, right, that's going to be hard to right. sell. You that's, find any good ones? That's how you got. Your I audition. did actually, but the movie never got made. I felt really bad. No. They, I, they kind of really liked him, but I would have to like call him at certain spots, arrange because there's no cell phones back then, so it was had to arrange. You know, be, you know, which cell phone do you use all the time? I'll call yeah. you tomorrow too. Like be there, and, you know, <laughs> not cell phone, but um, payphone. Right, uh, yeah, yeah. which is back in the day. Uh, back in the day, there were phones. And what is a payphone, by the way? Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, a phone you pay for. Hey, what's that guy doing now? That guy they cast. Oh. No, we never got cast. Okay, the, wait, the, the guy they found. Made, right, right, right. I don't know. His dreams you know? were crushed, and he went downhill. I mean, he was a homeless. I guess I think he was, you know, prostitute too. So I don't know. The movie sounds ahead of its time, though. Whoa, it does. I think it made. It was, especially it was back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah, so it's. But in uh, a phrase I love. Back in the day. Back in the day. Be well, in the D. Like the song. In today, how how important is it to... Uh, oh, did you have a question? Uh, we we had one guy ask, and he's just being a, just one. Being a troll. He's like, uh, why don't you cast more Asians? And he, he doesn't know you. Because I all. just said casting director, not I didn't give a name. But how important is diversity? And he's not even Asian. Today, post-Trump in office, how important, or is it nothing really changed? Oh, it's extremely important. Oh, it, it, it's always been important. Has yeah. your job changed, like your daily? Um, <clears throat> yes and no. I mean, it, it's changes that I think we're more conscious of it, and I think in a really good way. And you know, you want, for the most part, depending on what story you're telling, to reflect society around you, so that you're more conscious of that. Um, but it doesn't really change in my mind. I sort of always sort of bring in really great actors of all. Diverse actors all for every role. I've always done that. For, you know. So it really hasn't changed for me that much. But the networks have changed. And then they're more conscious. And I think in a really good way. Yeah, they're good. more conscious of it. And, you know, and making sure you're following, you know, following, you know, there are guidelines about diversity and making sure every episode and every show it is, is diverse. An inclusion writer? Is that what that is? I know. Something, Something like that. Like I don't that, know. Yeah. Once I, you know, I, I have <laughs> yeah, issues with stuff that becomes mandated. Right. Right. It's like you have to. You have to, as right. opposed to sort of like let's be conscious of it and, sure. and, and fighting, you know, fighting outside of what's mandated to, yeah. to do it. Is Just great, find the best person for it. Uh, no. According to them, they have to check the boxes with diversity first and then go towards talent. Who said that? I don't know. <laughs> An Aaron Arnold up. quote. Yeah. No, you know, I mean, listen, when I was in Cold Case, you know, we, we always. There was, our, I don't know, the crux of our show was the casting in terms of sometimes we had to find two actors to play the same role. So looks were very important. So people had to match because they would flash in between scenes of people would match. So we always came up with this sort of dichotomy of like, who's got the better look as opposed to who's got the more talent. And we always erred on the side of talent just because cool. it would tell the story better. And it's almost yeah. you know, the same thing. You, you, know, you err on the side of talent to tell your story. So what is your opinion on YouTube stars? Because I know for a while, They're for funny. a while, it I mean, seemed like there was a lot of them just yeah, getting I opportunities. Get I don't, I don't, I don't bring any negativity or yeah. any positive, extra positivity or extra <laughs> negativity towards it either way. Because bring it, you know. Listen, I, I, I hired at Stitcher's Logan Paul. Yeah, and you know he was fantastic. I've I mean, worked with like, him on yeah, music video before. A lot. Very professional. Very did professional. not act like at all like his like YouTube. Well, person. yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he played a character very much like the persona he puts out there. Oh, he did. So I don't know okay. whether or not it's. And he came into the audition kind of like that, 
came out like a hoverboard or something like that, which, which is great. It's <laughs> exactly what I wanted. You know, then, then there's, there's the um, YouTube star and, and social media star, Anna Ancana, who I hired on Stitchers as well. And I read, you know, hundreds of actresses for that role. And she was the most prepared. She wanted it more than anybody. That goes a long way. So there's no, just because you're a YouTube star, there's no, I guess, reason why you can't act or not so it all comes down to what you do in the room yeah it's like the the athletes with models you know some people oh you're a model that people would say that or you're an athlete wanting to be an actor oh you know sometimes some of them are really good oj simpson was a talented dude right talented naked gun don't get me started (laughs) (laughs) funny movies cool and we have one more question sure sure one more question michael um make it good okay this is this is the best one we have um oh wow I'm a fat guy trying to make a name for myself in the modeling slash acting industry. Most of the casting calls I see for are people in shape. Uh, is there a place where I can go to see plus size jobs? My management team submits me to some, but I'd like to see for myself. Is there a place? What do you mean? <laughs> I, I regret picking this oh, question. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's, 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 I mean, I, you know, I mean, there's only room for one. I another question. One All right. I mean, this not, is, not, not to diss your question. It's a very important question. It's not my question. Whatever. Well, there's only room for one or two fat guys in Hollywood, right? And then there's the guy on Lost, Hurley, and then Horatio Sands. Jonah Hill. Jonah. Hey, this is a better question. This is a better question. And this <laughs> yes, is, let's pick a different um, question. I'm saying out of this one. <laughs> hey, is, there, is there an example on something on TV or film right now that you did not cast where you say to yourself, wow, that's great casting? Like, oh, what? yeah. God. Always, all the time. So what shows are you liking now? Uh, that's tough. <laughs> well, because I'm also geared towards, I'm very sort of cynical now about about shows, and I think, or even movies. I think people use the word great very loosely, and so there's really not a lot great. I mean, I think the last show that I was really into was Schitt's Creek. That was, that was, I hear that's great. Yeah, I, I heard it's really funny. I hear it's really funny. It's really funny. And I'm not a, like a big comedy kind of person. I tend to be more dark. I loved Mindhunter. Oh yeah, yeah like oh, that me funny too. Story about Mindhunter was season one was great. As um, an actor, Cameron God, what's the last name? Cameron Britton, who played Ed Klemper on Mindhunter. Yeah, he was. And so, when I he watched, was so good. he was so good. Right? The big guy. So good. Yeah, the, the big the guy. Right. That guy. Right. Yeah, well, he was good. He, I, as he, I, and I hate to, when I'm watching a show or a movie. I hate to sort of take myself out of by like looking up who that actor was or because I kind of like wanted to get into it. But I kept saying, oh, my God, this guy's really good. Like, we're the guy. We're yeah. really get a guy that big, and he can really act. And I'm going on, but he looks so familiar. I'm trying to figure out what he looks like. So when I finished binge watching it, I went to IMDb, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's Cameron. He did 26 episodes of Stitchers. He was one of wow. my utility players. And I had, like, no oh. – like, it didn't dawn on me wow. that it was the same guy. Wow. Or same actor. So um, he was really good on that. And he was good. He was great. He was really he good. He won an award, I think, or he was nominated. Nominated for nominated, an Emmy yeah. and a Golden Globe, I think. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I love Mindhunter. And you discovered him. I don't. I hate. I, I, <laughs> by the way, I hate that phrase. I do. Oh. I hate that phrase. Can we You're welcome. You don't discover. Like, oh, we don't even go like, oh, there's a rock. Oh, look, there it is. There's like, you know, there's James Franco. You know, it doesn't work that way. Right. You know, kind of like you know, all we do as cast directors, we provide opportunities for people to discover themselves. Oh, like, I like that. that. Right? Put that on like a that. T-shirt. Put that on a T-shirt. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I don't, I don't, I just don't like that phrase. It just kind of. Hey, get rid me. of the phrase. We'll never say it again. I didn't discover. I discovered them. I molded them from clay, and they became <laughs> Brad Pitt. <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. Is there some kind of competition, competition between you and other casting directors, though? 
like a sense of like, I oh, I can't believe I they got, think so. he got that show. You know what I mean? Like, I really wanted that one. No, wrong. It's like anything else. Like, you're an actor too. You can go out for a role. You really want to roll someone else because you're like, oh, oh. But, but no, I'm, I'm for the most part kind of really happy when that good casting directors get good jobs or nice cast. I'm, I'm more PO when somebody like I don't like gets a job. Because they're a jerk. <laughs> yeah, there's jerks in every profession. It's true. Let's name names. No. <laughs> oh, okay. I got in trouble at a class that way once. Oh really? Let's yeah, let's not name names. Let's not do that. I don't let's think I, I don't think beyond my little world right now. So I don't think I forget that people are gonna be listening to this. H- hundreds. Hundreds. We have four live streamers right now. Really? No. no. There's like I'm sure throughout. I'm sure there's so many actors that always come up to you at film festivals or wherever and at the Whole Foods and ask you questions. Do you ever have questions for actors? Like, can you move your cart? Because that Whole Foods is small. Yeah, exactly. It is small. Yeah. I was like, I didn't realize, because I never, I, I only went to that Whole Foods for really a long time, and then I went to the one in Glendale. I'm like, oh my God, this food court's fantastic. Um, what was the question? <laughs> it was, what are the sales right now for Whole Foods? No, it no, was, it was, it was uh, rotisserie chicken. Actually, because no. <laughs> I, I got the notice today in the mail. Like, oh, I'm going to go get one. I should get one and use it in my next audition. Totally. Um, <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever have questions for actors? It's like, so many people ask you questions 24-7. Right. We're bombarding you. I, I'm just sort of fascinated by actors. I think it's a I think it's a unique job and and it's a really tough job because I can't really think of another job where your your material, your output, what you create or what you promote is yourself. It's a there's a lot of like psychology behind that whole thing. And I always I still you have to be psychologically strong to survive and be want to be an actor and keep going at it. Um, so it's not that I have any questions. For actors, I just kind of like admire them and sort of like to watch them. Nice. Observe you guys like you're. <laughs> I no, like no, it. I do. I think it's. I think it's a unique. It's a unique job. It's a. It's a difficult job. Uh, and, the, and also the problem is uh, people who aren't in the business or who aren't actors don't realize how difficult it is. Yeah. Um, which would probably be frustrating. Everything. Like, oh, we doctor. Oh, you're a doctor. Oh, that's tough. You know, everyone knows yeah. that. You know. Oh. Right. Or my my high school people with an actor like oh you're an actor yeah exactly yeah or my high school friends will just be like hey why don't you get on Game of Thrones yeah well it's the same thing with casting like people don't really understand what we do like my mother God bless her had no clue like what do you do again (laughs) and when I started doing Cold Case I called her up I said okay there's a show that's coming on yeah you know. Watch it. I think you'll like it. She's like, where are you on the show? I don't well, no, see you. She, she watches the show. She called me the next day. She goes, oh, I watched the show. I go, and she goes, I really enjoyed it. I said, oh, she goes, you know, they get some good actors on that show. And I'm like, that's what I do. And she's like, oh, like for the first time it dawned on her like right. what I did. Wow. Cool. So this is, you know, 20 years after I started doing it. So nice. Luckily, we have podcasts like this right now for all the moms out there. To enlighten all of us. My mom can't even text. She's not, she, podcasts would be like. What? Hey, one day. That? I'm still trying to explain it to my parents. They don't understand. I don't podcast? even understand it. Quite what? frankly, yeah. I don't what are know. we even like, doing I don't even in our lives? How do we get podcasts? I don't know. I have a question though. Um, what would you say is like your style or your process in the casting room? Like, are you more of a collaborative person with the actor, or you kind of because you know everyone's different? And they're like, yeah, they don't really say much. Thank you. Or are you kind of more of like, oh, let's kind of work this out. I try to. Apparently, sometimes I'm. Not very successful at it, but um, I try to make it as relaxed as possible because I find if you're more relaxed as an actor, you probably give something better performance-wise. But I'm also really quick, 
and I'm, 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 I've, I've developed into kind of a stopper where like if you're in the middle of something, oh, okay, it's great, it's great, let's start again because and I, if I'm stopping you, I'm kind of digging it because I like what you're doing, but it's not exactly how they want it to get the job. So I want to sort of shape mm. an actor because everything's on tape now. I would shape an actor's tape to what they want so they can get the job. So it's kind of collaborative. It throws a lot of actors off. Right. I was um, going to say, it probably would throw a lot of people. They're like, oh yeah, my God, and I, and, I, and I don't really like, I, you know, again, I don't really think beyond my own little bubble. And I, I, I kind of get that. But for me, it's like trying to sort of like get the job done. Like, oh, there's somebody that they're like, let me get the job done by showing them this actor, you know, and get into exactly where they want it. Um, I, th- I think the days of like long auditions, collaborations, especially in TV are long. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, again, I was really lucky with Cold Case. We our producer sessions would run like three or four hours, and we would do wow. sometimes like 20, 30 pages of scenes. Like it was like a it was like a whole thing for that show, and, and when it was great. But it's just just no time for that now. When you're working with guest directors on a show like Cold Case, are they always sitting in? Or are you very collaborative with those uh, well, guests? On directors? that show was okay. On that show, it was, it was specifically they made sure they were everyone was very collaborative. Okay, because um, it was like a mini movie. It really was. It was. It was. Probably I, I I was, I would say I'm very lucky that I actually cast the show because most casting directors don't get that experience, because it was all about the casting. It was really intense. The guest roles were always better than the regular roles, um, mm. and, and they were. And each episode was so vastly different from the previous one. I would go from like the inner city serial killer of kids to like the Elvis, you know, era show with a musical. You know, the next week. So it was, nice. it was, yeah, it was great to sort of do that and sort a little of variety on your yeah. toes. Yeah, I had the circus yeah. episode. I had, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. they would throw me, they would throw us stuff that you would, your head would explode. But again, it was all really about, it was really all about the performance and bringing the, the material alive. And it was great. And a lot of TV shows, most TV shows aren't that way. Yeah. You know, so. And as we, as we end this, a question for you. Put it out there in the ether. What is something on your bucket list that you would? It's like love cafe to cast? gratitude. You know, they ask you a question. It's on actually, my bucket list. Yeah, that you're like, you know, I'd love to cast this type of show. Oh, in, in terms of oh. casting. Oh, or in life. Um, and life both. No, I don't. I don't think that way. I, I'm very like of the moment in terms of like I kind of love whatever I'm casting at the moment because I feel like you know. What are you casting at the moment? Where can people find you? Yeah, what's uh, I guess what's your what are you working on right now? I just finished up a really great film called Like a House on Fire about postpartum depression with a really great new director. It's Canadian, but it's really good. I'm very very proud of it. Uh, I'm looking for a job, so anybody got anything to offer me? All right, all right, yeah. Aaron. Aaron. Um, Aaron has a couple commercials if you're interested. Characters with rats on them. That was a so one and done thing. I just suggested it one time. That's not how we do That's every other thing now. That's your yeah. thing. You forever be remembered. I guess my bucket list probably would be like I, I also I'm a writer and I've sold a couple of things that that I like but I don't love. But it's sort of I have a couple of scripts that have just got done that I love. It's sort of maybe maybe to actually cast something that I wrote that I love. That'd be cool. Oh no, that'd be awesome. that would be kind of an odd experience. Is it? Um, I mean, I've cast stuff that I wrote, but I wasn't like passionate about them. Mm. Well, what? Really bad. <laughs> what did you write? Like a deadly adoption type thing, or like what do you write? Like what do you like to write? Well, I like to write more. Uh, I tend to the dark. So I like horror. Like I like kind of like all that darker, darker stuff. Darker stuff. Yeah. Nice. I mean, but I've sold. Um, 
wrote one Hallmark movie and Vincent wrote another one. So there's that. Which Hallmark movie? It was called All for Love, starring Sarah Rue. It was good. It was actually, it was cute. It was my mom perfect. loves Hallmark movies. Does she really? Oh my God. Every time. She, was, she just was just aired, in town. It just aired again. I probably. Like, I, yesterday or the day before. I might have seen it. it. They all kind of blend in after romance, a while. Romance novelist falls in love with a Navy SEAL that she's hired to be the consultant of her new book. Ooh. Great log line. Thank you. <laughs> and I worked long and hard on that log line. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So is, and that's they're, very, they're really popular. That's very yeah. that was that was actually like, apparently very popular because it, it aired Memorial Day of 2017. So it's the not first a, airing, and they aired it already like eight or nine times this year. So it's and not a Christmas yeah. movie. It's not a Christmas movie. But, but the that's, sequel, that's good. But the sequel could be. You can enjoy it any time of year, actually. That's even better. Enjoy it because those Hallmark Christmas. Yeah, movies, so those man, are, that's so not many. really my sensibility, which is kind of odd that I kind of wrote that. And I had a movie in theaters um, in October. It was a boxing drama. What was it called? Uh, Glass Jaw. You box? I feel like I heard of that. I don't. Actually, yeah. But you're just... I don't know anything about boxing. <laughs> I know. Did, did you cast story. it or write it? Or both? both. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. I co-wrote it with the, the, the lead actor. And... Are you ever directing? No. I've turned down a couple of directing films. But you want to? Of short films. Not like, you know... Okay. I mean, I'd be stupid to turn down a directing a feature. But of short films, because I was... Can you direct this podcast to success? That'd be nice. Uh, can, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know how to get a podcast. Like, so, like, I'm the wrong person to ask. Yeah. Like, do you go out on your phone? I, I don't even know. I'm, like, how to just access any podcast? Yeah. No, I'm, seriously, I'm like, I'm woefully like in terms of technology. I'm like stupid. We'll send you all the info. Well, yeah, so make on sure your you phone, share. you pretty much summed it up. Yeah. You're going to be like, God, what an idiot. <laughs> I can see in your face. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't if I don't if I can't use it daily and it's readily accessible, I have no clue. Like I don't even think about it. So I actually have one last audition question. Actually, well, we're out of time. We're out of time. Right, well. I'll ask my my friend actually he produces the I guess it's like it's like the number one podcast, the Anna Faris one. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. It's, I've, yeah, I've it's one of that one. Yeah. yeah. Sim I think, I think he's on it. Too. She's good. She's, She's good. Like, I want to listen to it, but like I don't know how to get I don't know how to get it. So I'm just like <laughs> We're gonna show you after this podcast. Yeah, just Google it. <laughs> we will show him. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 oh, it's okay. I don't have, I'm not, I can't sit still for longer. Right. Hey, we'll, yeah. we'll get you there. Yeah, you listen while driving or. Yeah, in the yeah, car. Yeah, but I don't have my phone hooked. Like, I Traffic. Oh, I'm, I'm, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Another thing. No. I like music when I'm driving too. I do too. I like silence. I, I know how to turn on the radio. Oh. <laughs> what music do you listen to? In your... I, don't, I don't even have, was it serious? I don't have any of that or. Right. You didn't follow Howard Stern to serious. I did it. All right. You yeah. can stream it on YouTube. You can stream it on YouTube, yeah. But it's like he's he's sort of different. Yeah, he's, he's grown. He's, yeah, he's, he's changed grown. his Says style. Him. I still enjoy it. I, enjoy I still think he's the best interviewer yeah. there is out there. He'll get people to for sure talk about anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did read he he felt really bad about the Robin Williams thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what he keeps saying. He's been going on yeah. press lately to sell that book. But you had a question. Yeah, had a question. Johnny. Oh, to wrap it up. To I had a quick up. one quick question. Uh, in auditioning, how do you feel about an actor improving lines, or does, do you feel like they have to be off book? Even if they know it, they're just kind of like. I think I think I used to be I used to be, I used to be like you don't have to be an off book kind of cast director, but now as times have changed, I do think you have to be off book. I think it just makes for a better audition. What if you're just loose with the lines, but you're like? Well, I'm sort of a word perfect kind of guy. Okay. Um, because you're a writer. I'm a Good writer. to know. No, it's true. Good that helps. It also to you know knowing I'm really all about the material, and sometimes you change a word, 
it can change the whole meaning of or sometimes you may even add like a comment that you sort of naturally add as a person it could change the whole dynamic of that character um and that scene so i always say if you don't have permission to go off book or to improv don't mm, i remember okay. casting the film buddy boy that you were talking about some very a very famous actor came in to read and um he was oh no it wasn't buddy boy was space between one. us no no no, Love no, no, and no, sex? no it was a movie i got fired off of <laughs> Wait, we want to hear Called this the assassination story. of Richard Nixon. Um, but we're reading an actor, a very famous actor, and he came in and he started, and I read with the actors when I'm, you know, when I put people on tape, and he started doing this, and I couldn't follow him because he changed. He's oh well, it kind of worked better for me for moving this over there and that over there, and he left the room. My director's like, why would I give him a job? He's already changed the script before he, before he got a job. Mm-hmm. You know, so I wouldn't do it. Good well, tip. Don't do it, Joe Farrell. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. In fact, I just saw him at this actor on a TV show, or a movie. Oh. Whoa, the one that changed all the lines? Yeah. So it didn't hurt his career. Whoa. No, it did not. Still doing okay. Still doing very well. All right. I have one last question. Sure. I said that last time. Uh, oh. This is not for me, but this is for <coughs> that poor every kid. Every other actor out there. For every other actor out there, actually, that poor kid sitting in his basement thinking, what am I going to do with my life? I want to be a casting director, but I don't know ah. how to start. I what do I do? Know either that was I one of these know. questions, actually. How do I? How do they begin? I, you know, I, don't, I became for a somebody intern, there. but now apparently interns are bad. Oh, really? Like you can't. Right. Have right. You were in the golden age of interns. I was in the golden then. age of interns. <laughs> you know, um, paid internship. No. I guess. I mean, you could do that, but I mean, why would I pay for an intern when I just pay for an assistant? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I used to have a ton of interns. God. Um, <laughs> I now, I now know it was I, very bad. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, so you're saying there's no way to become a casting director now? None. <laughs> it's, it's hopeless. I know. Like, look, you know. Good luck, little Billy. I, I would, I, I would, you know, start developing your own taste in actors. Like, that's really, really important. I like, think a lot of people who start up in casting don't never sort of develop their own taste, and sort of, I think that's really, really important. You know. Be really good at office work. There's a ton of office work, sort of clerical work and all that mm. stuff. That's why you, you have the assistant, though. Well, you got to start somewhere. It's not like you could be like, oh, I'm going to oh. be a casting director tomorrow. You're casting, you know, right. next Avengers movie. Um, it doesn't work that way. Um, Rolling calls, taking, right. taking, no, you, know, you know, filing, you know, filing contracts, stuff. everything, you know, and making coffee, right? Making coffee, right? No, I don't. I haven't trusted anybody. <laughs> well, oh, you seem to enjoy that one. Hey, it looks good. like you finished it there. Um, I would love to intern. Yeah, I, just, I, I also it goes with being actors too. Like if you want to act or you want to be in casting, you've got to put yourself in the environment that where it's happening. That's why LA is a great place for actors and for casting because it is sort of still the center of the entertainment industry in this in this in this country. So, right. um, you know, go out, meet people. You know observe maybe say hey i'll run the camera for you for one day if you don't mind to see all that kind of stuff hey, camera operating yeah. camera operator yeah cool you know and just and then get to know actors and then start casting little stuff on your own that's how i did it too i, I when i was at stephen cattle a post-production supervisor i was like hey i'm doing this film you know he asked one of the casting directors she's oh, i don't want to do it but ask ask michael mm. and he did and that was the very first movie i cast myself whoa nice i was still an assistant so it is possible, Billy. It is possible. Keep your chin up. You'll get there, Billy. Um, Poor Billy. I got sparked with another question. Okay. Sorry, I could ask you questions That's all day. I'm here. Um, I, I literally live like a minute away. Those so are two good there. questions. So you're not leaving. 
All right. Okay. Uh, is that a question? question? <laughs> no. Okay. So <laughs> I'm just looking at the camera. Okay. So I'm bored. No, I'm not. Tell. Totally bored. I'm not bored. Michael, oh my God, dude. Michael. So bored. You putting Aaron on blast? I'm bored. I read people for a living. You're bored. Oh. <laughs> See, he he's just offended because you know he's like, I really had this big no, no. commercial audition no. tomorrow. I was going to ask a question, but then Johnny was like, I'm going to ask a question. No, so, you can, dude, so ask a question, please. No, no, I want to hear yours now. Shoot, guys, you want to talk about this off mic? Okay. You're embarrassing me. I qu- my question is... Michael put me on blast. <laughs> casting has obviously changed because of yes. the self-tape. So I think one challenge for us as actors, and maybe for you guys as well, because you probably get a lot of tapes now. It's almost it, all... I mean, it's more than... Everything's just all tapes now. Almost everything's all tapes now. So I think the, the biggest challenge for us, and I've had this discussion with uh, managers, agents, different, different people, is that like now it feels like sometimes we have to be... Some, so we have to be the casting director because yes. we, you know, we get the audition, we have the sides, but we have no direction. Right. It's like, all right, we're just going to, this is what we think. Well, we're going to put it out there. I mean, who are you kidding? Sometimes you go into an audition, you have no direction either. True. True. But if, if we're like way off, there's no one to be like, hey, you know, hey, buddy. Well, you know what I'm saying? How many times are you way off? They don't just tell you. Every off. time. You know? I would I never mean, know. I'm just kidding. I mean, it, it's. So I guess what is the, what, where's, you know, what, what's your, what do you suggest that we do? I guess. Like I guess. Uh, like seven of the movies I cast last year were all cast from my apartment in West Hollywood. Everything was self-tape. And the two were shot in Atlanta and one was shot in Boston. And mm-hmm. I'm talking even the one-liners. So it's it's a part of the business I think an actor has to have to really finesse. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, we've put that now on you guys as well as actors, you know. But I think it also allows you to really work on something and really get to a point where you can get to. Um, my suggestion for self tapes: find your 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 spot in your in your apartment, your house, wherever you live. That's sound is really good. You know, the backdrop is really good. Like, and this wall would not work, but that one, the gray one over there, might work. Um, invest or invest in you know, go to Amazon, get your your blue flat sheet flat sheet, and just tack it up on the wall. Get your lighting kits. It's like thirty nine ninety nine on Amazon with the umbrellas. Put it, and you're you're good to go. But also that means as an actor, know what colors work for you, know how you look on screen, because now you're in charge of it. So you better, you know, you it's better off that you know what to do. And then as a self-tape, I think the advantage of it is that you you can do it a hundred times to your satisfaction. I try to avoid doing that though, because I feel right, like I, yeah, I you do it too many it. times. Too many and times it's like it's I criticize myself on every little thing. Aaron and I aren't above that doing it a hundred times <laughs> to get it right. I hate it. I try to do like maybe three or four and I'm all right, I'm done. You know, it but sucks it, or it know, And also, you know? too, I also feel like with self tape, a lot of actors feel like they have to be stagnant. You know, if you're not given any specific directions, so like, don't move. There's no reason why you can't move. I like, I like movement in auditions. I like to see how an actor moves, how they hold themselves and whatnot. Um, I like movement on the beats. Like if, you know, if you're talking to a different character or some new information comes on, that's um, me. I never understood, like you know. Also, props I, I, oh, in a self in a self tape. No props. No props. Okay. I mean, it's it really treated like an audition, but you know, it's something you're doing it yourself. You tape it yourself. You were but, say you know, something. That being said, you also, in a really weird way, it's like you have to work the room on your own self tape. You have to really connect with whoever's watching that tape. So figure out whatever ways, maybe if it's looking directly into the camera at some point, you know, before your audition, as you're slating, something where you can sort of reach through the camera and really grab that viewer because mm. I, everybody's done it. I don't care who they are. I don't care what they say. We've all done it. And the amount of self tapes we get, you 
click it on for a second. You oh no, boom. So it's really important how you start off that self tape. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Starting it off right. Interesting. Starting off right. What about starting off camera? You think that's a I, no? I, I no. never got that. Like okay. I don't. I don't. I mean, people in, in an audition room, it's like, oh, can I enter through the door? I'm like, why? <laughs> What's that doing? Next, it says it says yeah. I entered through they, the door. And then half the time they're like they're waiting, and it's like you're like are they through that fucking door? Or not? <laughs> you know, but they're like, oh, are, were you were are you ready? Or it's something. Like, I've done it too. Like they just don't come back. I had a door. It was, it was in the cold case. I had a door that sort of locked, and I always forgot to unlock it. So every time it's going, I'm like, sure. And I boom, and they're like, oh, I unlock the door because they're struggling with the door. And so classic. Yeah, but treat it like any other audition, like you know, like you're going into the room, right, in front of people. Right. Um, and I always, I always say treat any audition like you're, like a first date. You do everything you would want to get a second. So date. just try really hard. Try really hard. <laughs> yeah. Don't be desperate. Put just out. Read that. Be really eager. Put out. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Okay. It's not well, that kind you, of podcast. You're, you're assuming that if you put out, you're getting a second date. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Right. <laughs> right. So there's no callback. <laughs> no callback for you. Yeah. That, but, uh, that's why. Yeah. Love it. Any so other questions, question? guys? Yes. My, well, I mean, Get in there, I like Johnny's question, Get actually, but uh, I was just going to ask about, uh, do you have any cool celebrity stories about, like, the celebrity I cast? Define cool. <laughs> like Interesting out- to you. Outrageous. I mean, no, I mean. All right. I know. Hey, how are you, by the way? How okay. are you doing, man? No, I mean, celebrity. <laughs> so, again, I, I, there's very few people that like, I sort of get, like, really excited. Oh, my God. Right. I get more excited if I find somebody new that I really love. Like, that oh, gets cool. me really, like. Oh my God! I think I really love you. You know, um, but I, I'm not. I don't know, nobody. I don't think really impresses me. It's like, you know, do you shop the uh, the sales at Whole Foods, or you just already know what you're getting before you before you go in? I'm a cook, dude. I'll go in there and I, I can linger there for hours. Like, oh, look at those peppers. Those <laughs> interesting. Yeah, that's what kind cool. of food do you make? Favorite? God, I already asked me that too. Pasta. No, 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 no. no. I, mean, I make pasta. That's not, but... What food do you hate? Ooh. <sighs> That's going to ruin our sponsorship, Putting guys. Out there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Although I went to, my God, what was the guy's name? Bad Mash. No, I went to some sort of pop-up thing on Sunday. Where somebody was on Chef's Table. Something. Oh, Chef's Table. It's yeah. a good show. But anyway, um, it's not that, you know, it's not, I, the spices don't, I mean, whatever. There's different kinds of curries, you know? You don't have to just go with the one curry. <laughs> I, know, I know, I've had a ton of curry. I'm not, I'm not a, just not a, a curry fan. It's a, it's a bold flavor. It's bold, a bold flavor. Bold, very, um, you know. But I cook, you know, I'll cook anything. Strong yeah. smell. Yeah. I cook a lot. All right. All right. I think we've got it down. You got any questions, guys? Man, I appreciate you coming. Today, Michael. Michael. Thanks for having me, It was a pleasure. Good. Come yeah, back yeah. anytime. Let me know when I can actually hear this. Oh, yeah. Well, this is just for us. Yeah. We're not going to release Just going to put it in my pocket. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, in about three weeks. This yeah. So any, uh, where can uh, people get a hold of you? Yeah. Social media? Did no. you want to plug something? Do you want to plug anything? Do you want to plug? Anything you're working on? We're not on? trying to dox you or anything. No, no, no. no. We're not trying <laughs> no, to I'm not, harass I, I, you I would say, no, I, 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 you can send stuff to my my work email, which is michaeltestacasting at gmail.com. But if you abuse it, I will get you back. Well, sure. I always, I, I do. I'd be like, you know, don't send me a fucking email every day. Hey, at least it's a response. That's what they want. I'll stop harassing you oh, on Instagram. A lot of people, Sorry. a lot of people like want to like plug their stuff at the end. We didn't mean to. Uh, it seems like you're. Listen, guys, don't email this guy. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's enough submissions already. Time. No, no, I, I don't really mind 
unless you make a pain in the ass of yourself. That's when I do mine, and I'll, right. you know, like you said, I'll get you back. Right. Stalk, start stalking you. Right. <laughs> By the way, thank you for uh, responding to my direct message. I wasn't sure on Instagram. Well, that's another th- you know what I mean. Real quickly before we end, that's another thing that I understand. You know, cast directors are approachable. Like we're not like these mythic gatekeepers to like another kingdom or something. You well, know? you never so know. Some people don't like to, you know, because the Instagram could be well, personal please. sometimes. No, hey, we're not, no one's that precious. <laughs> Seriously, Just like you know, you know, if I didn't want to answer you, I wouldn't answer you. And if I would say, you know, get the fuck out of here. I'd say that to Dan Bell. Here. Just kidding. I love, I love <laughs> Dan guy. Bell. Dan Bell's he's, the man. He's amazing. It, oh, is that casting director? Oh, okay. the casting director. It's a peer. Cast peer? Johnny in a. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know that many. He I does commercials. A lot. A lot. I don't know a lot. He of does a lot of commercials. Yeah. I know more agents, actors, and managers. You know. That's he's, fair. I work with him. He's a great guy, though. Anyway. Yeah. Not bad mouthing him. Love him. Hey, he's the man. All right. Okay. Gave us the email. Great. Thank you, Michael, Thanks, for coming. Guys. Really Michael, appreciate your you're, time. You're the man. And may you guys can Why check is, us out uh, on iTunes. What, and what's uh, that all about? I mean, I, thought, I saw, I haven't seen it, but the, is it people watching it? YouTube. Oh, he just noticed oh. the camera. Uh, we, we, <laughs> no, I kind of knew it was there. Hey, we're like, rolling. Hi. We, uh, it's, hey. it, our podcast is audio and video. See, It'll so, be on YouTube as well. You're not okay. a big podcast guy, but something sometimes what I like is some people are more visual Wait, learners. I want to know then, why am I, a, why the heck am I not, I'm not the center, like, this is heavily oh, discussed. Yeah, heavily why, discussed. Why he, I, I suggested why don't we put the guest right here? <laughs> All right, so we've had it. We will. We will. We will workshop in this today because we've we've had this actually. Usually, right, hold on. Johnny I, said, I, I don't I, want to try. Hold on. No, no. 90 percent of the time, the guest has been sitting on this chair, right? And then we realized it'd be better if the guest was here. Have the guest okay. Wait. Wait. One time we had the guest here. And Johnny right? was. And this is Johnny. Oh my neck! I didn't like turning my head. No, this was the problem. I was sitting like this the whole time, and the whole the whole time I'm just like looking this way. Which is what I do every time. And then by the time the show was over, I was like. Dude, my neck is killing me. Which is basically what's all about you. I, I was exactly. like, exactly. <laughs> you know what? You know I, what? Want be, I want to be like Jared Leto in, in, in his tour. You ever seen Jared Leto in what's it, Thirty Seconds to Mars? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. It's the only band I ever see where the band, other band members face him. <laughs> it was like Thirty okay. Seconds to Leto. My God. Thirty Seconds to Leto. There it is. Or that guy's kind Ridiculous. of a jerk. God, so, so stupid. He's a, he's a talented <laughs> actor, though. I'm gonna give it to him. Good Requiem for a Dream. Need I say more? Dallas That's Buyers Club. Was, Dallas Buyers Club. That was more uh, good. The director. I mean, but it's hard to be bad in that role. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, well, wait, Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, it's he hard. Could've, he could have done it wrong. Yeah, but it's like Broad. the role is a great role where, yeah. like, you know, a lot of times just half half the time is showing up and saying the words, like, oh my god, right. fantastic, right? It's like that woman in oh god, my sister gets in trouble with these things. <laughs> it's like that. What's the actress in Roma? She was good. Oh, I mean, the, the Academy the, were good. I don't know. The like, main, the maid, the maid. She was well, good. She, it wasn't but my you, favorite you, movie, but you know. Right, it wasn't mine either. But you kind of put your I enjoyed it. feelings and expectations on her without her actually, you know, living them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You kind of like you well, did I, a lot. The, the audience did a lot of the acting in that. Well, movie. she well, was pretty much playing herself. Yeah. But I think what it is is because, like, you know, she you don't normally see somebody getting an opportunity like that to be in like no, which is product. great. You know I, what I mean? And I and I think that's fantastic and, sh- and, and more. But I mean. Yeah, I know. Well, that's how I, I felt agree. about I agree. Casey Affleck in that one movie that he won the Academy Award for. It. Yeah, oh, I was uh, like Manchester. He, I was like they're united by the sea. Or he would just yeah, Manchester by the sea. Yeah, exactly. I've never seen. It. I don't want to be that depressing. Or it's a it's a downer. <laughs> yeah, it's a real downer. I mean, essentially, he just you know played a depressed dude the whole time with a little range. I agree. Minimal range. Didn't really see a lot of emotion there, but you know. But anyway, for another podcast, another gentlemen. Podcast. So we know. Yes, we're gonna be trolled by Casey Affleck. The, we know that Michael hates Roma. Roma. 
We'd love to have either of them. We're going to pull that clip. Movie, but I was like, oh, Michael already, hates Roma. In this movie. Just kidding. Actually, yeah. I, I love the movie. The movie was very beautiful. I love, the movie looked great. Right. But in terms of a movie I'm going to see again, no. No. I saw it once. I got I it. I mean, come on. 30 minutes. Let's go. Let's go. Something happened. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. My, gra- my grandma watched the movie. It doesn't speak any English. You guys have both met her. She's from Colombia. Nice lady. And great lady. She, uh, she attempted to watch the movie, and I remember her... Uh, calling me and telling me, have you seen Roma? And I said, no, not yet, but I'm planning on any of the, a lot of people are talking about it. She's like, oh my God. How, how, and it just was cut to a shot of a woman doing dishes, cut to a shot of a woman sweeping, and we get it already. Like, <laughs> what else is there going to see? She's like, I had to shut it off. I just didn't. And I'm like, well, you know. Hereditary, best movie. I'm like, all right. Anyway, what is hereditary? hereditary? Which one is that? With her, that was Natalie really Portman? good, actually. Natalie Portman? No, Tony Collette. Tony Flat, that see this is what that's what that's what pisses me off. Oh, I didn't see a little bit is that woman gets nominated for Academy Award to Tony Collette, who's phenomenal in Bad Boys. In Bad, but in Hereditary, she's phenomenal. Like one hour photo. Was she, was she in that movie? Wasn't she Jurassic Park three? Isn't that Robin Williams, right? No, she's not Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, she, with Mike, <laughs> Willie Mage Macy, Tony. No, no that's, that wasn't. That's, that's, that's that was that's somebody, somebody else. That's, that's the Madam Secretary girl, uh, Tay Leone. Yeah, uh, Tony. Tony, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I bet. But Tony Collette is a really good. Sixth Sense, right? Sixth, Sixth Sense, Sense, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, she's okay. good. She's great. I mean, she's great in this. So is Alex Wolf. He's fantastic in it, too. And I heard that movie was really good. It's I didn't see it. Aren't they making another one? I thought there was like a preview for another one. I no, think. it's the same no. director's got one. Oh, uh, that's called, what it is. What's it called? Midsummer. Oh. Midsummer, I think. It's some, that's uh, what it is. Night Stream? That looked pretty interesting, that's actually. Really, yeah, he's a, he's a really interesting director and, and writer. I want to see Rocket Man. I do want to see Rockman. Dexter Fletcher yeah. was an actor who always he's a he's a he's a cool guy. So I'm interested to see what he does with that. Ooh. Oh, the, the director. director, yeah. He yeah. was the one who saved Bohemian Rhapsody, right? He did. Well, I you know, I mean it was two weeks, I guess. Well, saved. saved. Just finished it. Finished <laughs> it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But he was an actor, or maybe he still is an actor. But then I was hired for Love and Sex. Oh, until, like, really? We couldn't get his visa or his visa wasn't ready, so we couldn't. Mm. You wanted to cast him as an actor for Love and Sex. He's an it, actor, he's an actor. Yeah. And it, but his visa wasn't ready. His visa, or his, his agent said, oh yeah, he's got a visa. And then it turned turn out he didn't have oh. a visa. There were some problems. Problem. But now he's a big time As a big director. time film director. Cool. Wow. Good for him. I heard, I heard, That's cool. I heard it's pretty good. I heard it's great. It looks like a lot of fun. I love Elton John. You, yeah. you like Bohemian Rhapsody, right? The movie? You didn't? Best editing. I, Academy Award movie was, editing. The movie was flawed. I thought the, I thought the performance was strong. He's great. He, I mean, he's great well, in it. The movie I mean, had its issues. That's, but, a movie, you know. that's a movie that's saved by a strong performance. Exactly. Like that's that's really true. The music and the strong performance by um, nice. the main guy saved it. Made it Rami great. Malik. Rami Malik, yeah. yeah. I love yeah, it. It's not a good movie, though. Who are we kidding? It's definitely not best I, editing. I, I worst it. editing. The way they incorporated yeah. the Queen music was great, and Remy Malik gave that character so much heart, Freddie's character. Yeah, but so, as a movie, it's like, I don't know. Just Aaron's like, not bored anymore. You got you got you piqued his interest. <laughs> oh, maybe that's because you shut up for two seconds, Johnny. Oh. I'm just kidding, buddy. I'm just kidding. End, of, end of a podcast era. <laughs> it's a nice potting with you guys. No, I was over. I was just uh, trying to throw it back on Johnny to take it off me. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Right. I think that wraps it up. Wraps it up. Yeah. Uh, so go see Rocket Man. Yep. Go see Rocket Man. <laughs> We're not officially endorsing that movie, but uh, thanks guys for tuning in. Are we still going? No, 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 I'm sorry. Should oh, we? We, should, we can keep going. Oh, we forgot to press record. Um, that was a good practice. We were like, what Michael. movie? What was it? Like Endgame. It never ended. I, enjoy, <laughs> right. I actually enjoyed that movie. I enjoyed it too, but it, come on. Like, it was I, a bit I, long. I had like five endings. Well, they had, the they, rings had, they had a lot to wrap up. A lot of the, characters. The beginning was too long. Wrap it up all at once. Come on. Who are we kidding? Yeah. I, I thought the beginning was the most intriguing part because it, for the, it didn't feel like a Marvel movie. Yeah. I thought, the I, first part I, of it. I enjoyed the movie. I mean, I don't I still Look, Michael, we get it. You hated it. I say it. I like I did like what's the other one before that? Infinity, Infinity War. War. I like Infinity War. Yeah. 
That was a good movie too. I like that one as well. But I like the ending. Of, I like Iron Man. I liked when Iron Man did that thing at the end. Died. Whoa. Whoa. If you haven't seen it yet, guys, the come mi- on. The, mel- the moment they gave him a kid, I'm like, oh, he's dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry. And they took it away. If they haven't seen Endgame by the time this thing, come on. I mean, this. Then it's your fault. The movie's been out for like a month already. Yep. Yeah, right? longer than a month. All right, yeah. That's Feel fair. free to email Godzilla Michael. Godzilla opens up. Actually, I'm going to see Godzilla. I'll be watching. I'm dying to see that. It looks great. That. I like Thomas Middleditch. The actor. All right. Um, <laughs> All right. Nobody relates. Moving on. The uh, the trailer was cool. How they did uh, somewhere over the rainbow in the trailer. Michael, you're with me on this. Guys, guys, does the audience need to hear? I feel we should. No, this is the good banter. Right? Okay, cool. No, that's not. All right. I enjoy it. I, I love can it. Of, can you just cut it off anytime you want? Sure, I mean, of course yep. you can. So um, that is true. Anything with Gehedra or Rodan, I'm there. Come on. Who? The monsters. There's other other monsters in Godzilla. Oh, okay. How accurate is it to the original? <laughs> With oh, Ferris Bueller? Well, the original Godzilla. This past <laughs> Godzilla has nothing to do with the original Godzilla. But I mean the Japanese version, I guess. Well, which Godzilla? There's, there's, there's various... The Ferris Bueller one. Just you know, I, one thing I noticed about this Godzilla in the movie, he's got a bit of a dad No, that's bod, not the original he? one. It's, it's, it's the, the Raymond Burr. He's got a bit of a gut. Right. Black Godzilla. That's the original. I've seen you guys notice that? I kind of did clips. notice, yeah. He's got like a small head and he's got the dad bod going on. Who, Godzilla? Godzilla. Well, he's the king of all monsters. I know, but why Why is he not fit? You know, like he's. Well, how do you know that's not fit? How do you know that's not fit for a monster? Because time's up. You know what? You're right. I'm discriminating against monsters. A human standard to a a monster. Little reptiles shouldn't have to look at that perfect bod (laughs) in the media. It should be based on how reptiles actually look. I mean, he's fighting some pretty, some pretty gnarly. He's representing. Well said. Uh, Just, (laughs) just an observation, guys. Observation. All right. Should we go see it right now? It opens Friday. All right. Wow. Rocketman does too. Ooh. I'm way more Godzilla. Godzilla. Now we just dated this podcast when it comes out three weeks from now. Oh, anyway, okay. guys, we are on iTunes. Make sure you look us up, Surviving Hollywood, along with YouTube, Surviving Hollywood. And what's our Twitter, Austin? Surviving Holly W, because there's a character limit. And Instagram? Surviving Hollywood Podcast. We'll see you there. And thank you, Michael, for joining us. Bye, guys. Appreciate you're the, it. You're the man, Michael. Thank you. Thanks, Michael. See you guys on the next one.